Hey, what's going on? It's McCabe. I'm Jenny. And they're actually letting us do a podcast? Yeah, because not everyone can listen every day from 2 to 7 in the afternoon. I get it. But that means you're going to take out all the bad stuff I say, right? <laughs> yeah, we took out all the bad stuff and combined some of our favorite moments for you and put them right here on a podcast. Okay, let's check it out. So here's what you missed. On the Afternoon Mix podcast. I'm hosting a brunch on Sunday and McKay was like, are you sure that you're okay cooking all the breakfast foods? And I was like, yeah, I mean, there's instructions on there. So I've got the recipe. I follow measurements. Is you it know? microwavable or is it like how? <laughs> no, I'm going to be cooking the like breakfast actual casserole. actual preparing. You're going to be preparing. Okay. And there are measurements and I follow them. So I feel like if I, as long as I follow everything, nothing's going to get messed up. And then he was like, you actually measure things. Okay, do I talk like yeah. this? This is how yeah, I go. Like, yeah, when you're nasally, <laughs> you. <laughs> no, when it comes to how I cook, I like more of just you kind of you you. It's like a feeling. You go with it. Like if you pour the salt in your hand, then I throw it on the chicken or the pepper and throw it in there and just kind of okay. you throw the spices, all that kind of stuff in together. I don't ever measure anything out. Well, if when I'm, you're making hamburger helper, McCabe, I'm sure you don't have to do a lot of measurements <laughs> with the butter and the milk. But like some people were naturally gifted, like my mother, she can just do a pinch of this and a top of that and a taste of this and I'm like I need to level this little cup of sugar off. And this is why you were the bobo head. I think it's a waste of time. You know, I think your mother is a, ge- she's <laughs> a genius. A genius. Your mother is great because I'm I'm the same way with her. You just throw it in, <laughs> throw it in there, and then it turns out bot on. Come on, call us up. Who's the bobo head? Uh, do you follow measurements when cooking or do you guesstimate? I kind of just guesstimate when I'm cooking. See, exactly. You just have to go with it. It's like a feeling. You know how yes. much salt, you know how much pepper. Uh, no, exactly. how many times have things come out wrong in the oven or on the stove because of the guesting. I mean, when you bake, I feel like it's a different story because that's like more chemistry. Like you need a certain amount of flour for it to rise a certain way. But cooking, I feel like it's just like a, mm, I could use a little more of this. I could use a little more of that. You it's know? like the most fun is when you go into a kitchen, you just start throwing things in the yes. pot. Like, I need some of that, <laughs> some of this. Yes. Okay, I feel yes. like all your meals are just straight butter and salt. <laughs> They're delicious. <laughs> it's, it's from the heart. You cook from the heart. Jenny, I'm sorry, you're the bobo head. <laughs> I don't. Ha- I don't even have the measurement tools, whatever you call them. Uh, I don't use those. I just if if it calls for some salt and pepper, you kind of know. You eye it. I'm more of like the eye. I think there's a difference between cooking and seasoning, <laughs> McCabe, and that's why I think you should use measurements when you're making something from scratch. But who's a bobo head here, Shelby? What do you do? See, now it depends. When I make like my chicken parmesan, I never measure anything. When I make like the breading, I put my onion powder, powder, garlic powder, salt, pepper, all that kind of stuff in there. I don't measure any of that. I just kind of go by how it looks and how it smells. But now, like if I'm baking my homemade chocolate cake or like brownies or something like that, I know roughly like my measurements of what I need to do, but sometimes I experiment. I was going to say, why does it really matter? Everyone keeps saying when you're baking, you have to follow the directions. Like why? Because baking has a lot of chemistry in it. If you don't have enough oil in something, it's I got an F in chemistry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Bill, I'm making a breakfast casserole this Sunday. It has eggs in it. Would you follow measurements when making that? You got to be pretty precise with that because it could get soupy, and you don't want it to be soupy. Yeah, McCabe, do you you want to eat soupy eggs? If you leave it out for a little longer, it will start to harden up. (laughs) It will. No, he's definitely the bobo head. You 
answer the bobblehead, McCabe. Okay, Matt, what do you think? Who's the bobblehead? Do you follow measurements when cooking? Well, I got. I think I got a great phrase for you. It's kind of okay. like the pirate's code. They're more of guidelines, really. This is already not in my favor, I, I feel like. I love this. You had me at pirates. Now, what are these guidelines? You know, if you, if you don't know your measurements, kind of, you know, just judge it off of the instructions if you have to. But otherwise, you got to make your own adjustments to personalize it. I have a good eye for this stuff. When you put me around food and measurements, I have a good eye. You put your own touch on it. I'm sorry, Jenny, today you are the bobo head. During Thanksgiving, we had a meal over at your place, and I... I brought over some steak. My hands were all over that steak, and it was putting in the oils and in the uh, the little. But okay, you weren't. You were just grilling. Like Whatever. okay, let's say it's you're still... making. Okay, uh, let's say you're making some crockpot mac and cheese. There's specific like milks and cheeses you put in there. You're just gonna ma- guesstimate and throw it all in. Yeah, you throw the cheese in, and if it's like a half cup, then whatever cup I'm drinking no. out of, you just pour the cup in. Like it's not that hard. It curdles. But who's a bubblehead? When you're cooking, do you use measurements or do you guesstimate? Three one two two three three one zero one nine. Call us up. Well, here's the way I was taught, and I'm a pretty good cook and pretty good at baking. When you're cooking, like chicken or steak, a pinch of this, a dash of that, however you want to do it. When you're baking, you have to follow the measurements precisely. That's the way I was taught. Okay, so in this case, when I'm baking a casserole, you would use measurements? Well, if, if you're, what kind of casserole is it? You a know, breakfast like casserole. You no, know, a pinch of this, a dash of that. Exactly. You, you don't oh need to go goodness. through all these measurements. It's a waste of time. So you're telling me as you're cooking, McCabe, you're sticking your finger in there, licking everything, tasting to add more seasoning? Gross. I wash my hands. <laughs> Jenny, I hate to tell you this, my friend, but you are the bobo head. <laughs> <laughs> so I've seen you put together a mac and cheese. I feel like you just kind of put it in the pot, it melts itself, no. and it's ready. Ready to go. There has been times when I failed that mac and cheese. That was like my third time trying to perfect it, McCabe, because if you don't get the measurements right, the whole thing can curdle. It can be chunky and gross. When it's up in your head like it is in my dome. <laughs> You've got like three recipes in your dome and it's like steak and all you got to do is throw salt and pepper on it. But uh, who's the bubble head? When you're cooking, Roz, do you use measurements? It depends on what you're making. If you're making a breakfast casserole, you have to measure things. If you're making chicken or something, spaghetti sauce or things like that, you don't have to measure. If it's SpaghettiOs, <laughs> I can do those. Yeah, like that's all you know how to make is boxed dinners. But what about an egg casserole? You couldn't make an uh, egg casserole without measuring because it would turn out not well. Thank you. I feel like it's a challenge. It's experimental. (laughs) It's an experimental casserole. You would be the only one eating it, probably. (laughs) (laughs) You want to say, on Monday night, I went home, and I, I attempted to make my shrimp scampi again. So you throw some shrimp on a frying pan? I, well, hold on. I first buttered up that frying pan, and then I put on the little shrimps. They were already, like, cooked because they're, the they're the cooked ones. Oh and then I had some, I think, like, lemon, pepper, or whatever. But I just do my little sprinkle on there. Well, of course you don't have to measure that. You're not actually, like, making something. I am. I Look, you could over-salt it. it. You could over-salt it. And then I had some freezer <laughs> rice, and I put that all on top. And bam, it was good to go. I didn't have to measure out anything. Okay, I have a question. Uh, for people that are saying uh, you taste it and you make sure it tastes right and you add more. Of course. What happens if you put too much on and you can't take it off? You start taking it, you take no, it to the can't. faucet and you wash it off a little. <laughs> you just wash off a little shrimp. Like that has too much garlic salt. And then you put it back in the pan. Good to go. Oh my gosh. Well, the consensus on the text line has been uh, when cooking, you don't need to measure, but when baking, for sure. Hey, it's McCabe. Hey, it's Jenny. And we're asking, asking for, for a friend. friend.
friend. Ask anything you want. We keep it anonymous. It doesn't matter. Anything works. It's asking for a friend with McCabe and Jenny. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and this one, we always keep it anonymous. Um, they texted in, and it has to do with your children. Yeah. They said, what's something terrible your kid did that you couldn't even be mad at? <laughs> wow. I mean, you had like a kind of an example of something that happened to you the other day when you were yeah, out. Because McCabe and I don't have children, but I was walking to my apartment building the other day and we have a revolving door in the front and some mom was just letting her kid go round and round in the revolving door and she was laughing at it and she was like, oh, I'm sorry, my kid is having too much fun trying to be Buddy the Elf and I can't blame him. <laughs> I mean, how much joy is that as a kid to be one of your favorite characters and just be Buddy the Elf going around and around and really not caring what any adult thinks And the adult point. didn't care either because their kid was having fun and they were trying to be Buddy the Elf and I was like... Eh. That is yeah. one cool parent right well, there. Well, I need to get in this building at <laughs> some point, but I'm glad that you're you know, having fun. I think that is some great parenting right there. <laughs> I I feel like my mom would let me do the same um, growing up. I kind of, I mean, I'm not a mama's boy. Uh, yeah, you are. Okay. Yeah, your mom <laughs> loves you, and I feel like you can get away with murder. I mean, when I go back home now, it's like I have to sit on the couch in my pajamas, and she's like, you just sit there, little angel, whatever you want, <laughs> whatever you want, mom's going to get. But there was one time we had a house party, we were like in high school or something and I had a bunch of people over at my house because my mm. mom would travel. Oh, yes. so, did you know about this party? Uh, she did because she found out the hard way oh. of how I had the party. So I have a bunch of friends over and like any teenager friends, I don't know why one of my friends decided to put his fist through the wall <gasps> in our living room. I'm like, oh great, like who who puts their fist through? Like I'm having you over at my house. Like why would you do that? So now there's like a fist size hole and I'm like, mom is home. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. But, like tomorrow, like how are we going to fix this? And I don't know anything about fixing anything. So <laughs> I take a chip of the wall to get the color of the paint. Oh my I go gosh. to like a Home Depot or something. And then I'm like, sir, can you match this paint? So it comes out like exactly like it. And he did. He did a great job. And then at the same time, I'm like, what do you recommend for plugging up a hole? <laughs> And it was like, I don't know, some putty stuff or whatever. No way. Yeah, and I'm in high school. I come back. I'm like, I talk to my brother. I'm like, hey, man, I got it. Check this out. So I put the putty in the wall, and then I painted over the putty. And when it first, when the paint first looked uh, on the wall, it, it looked like it matched. I'm like, yes, we are. Ah, mom's not going to find out. <laughs> oh, my God. But it ended up being glossy paint is what I purchased. <laughs> And it was like regular paint on the wall. So when it dried, it was this shiny like circle that when you walked by it, you're like, what is that? What is that? And my mom, she came home, she put her finger into the putty 
And then that's oh, how I found out. And let me out. guess, she was like, you know, it wasn't your fault. It was your friend. It so, was your friend's okay. angel. Do you want some <laughs> yeah. French onion soup, little angel? Oh, man. Jerry, you were telling us that your son threw a party at your house, but you didn't find out until after graduation. So how'd you find out? So I went in there one day in the in the pantry to see what I needed to go to the grocery store. And there was some Cheerios on the floor. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, if you get the box of cereal out, if you drop a few things, can you not just pick it up? You know, come on. <laughs> Well, guess what happened? I found out. They were so plastered. They were trying to get something on the top shelf. Someone climbed on the shelf, and they all came tumbling down off the wall and everything. My neighbor said, oh, sure, there had to be at least 100 people there. I like how an entire party of 100 people at a house, it came down to the Cheerios being (laughs) spilt in the pantry. Four months later, some kind of commemorative book comes out where you can bequeath stuff to kids that are younger than your your class and all this stuff. And I kept seeing my son's nickname is TK. Kept saying, oh, great party, TK. (laughs) We never had a party. We didn't have a party. And so finally I asked him about it. And oh, the one that got for me was we have a hot tub and it was called the love tub. Can I borrow your love tub? (laughs) I just imagine like the love tub, like, you know, when you get into hot tubs and has that like foam all on the top and it's like kind of like yellow (laughs) and dark and oh, the love tub at the party. We have a lot of great stories on the text line too. Like someone said their kid mowed a private part in the lawn. And I'll let you guess which private part that was. That's a very artistic (laughs) kid right there. I love that. Just showing off his artwork. Right. <laughs> the Afternoon Mix, Deal Breaker Drama. And this one, this is my fault. We did have a name, but I, th- I think I lost the name. Oh, I know okay. it's, really, it's from a guy, okay, who says, um, it says here, I met a woman online and we agreed to meet immediately. First and only date, she tells me she broke up with her ex that day. Oh, my gosh. First well, <laughs> well, first date. So he's it's the first date and she gets there and she's like, yeah, I just broke up with my boyfriend today. That's what I want to know. I don't know if it would be immediately that she brought that up or if he was just asking. So when was your last relationship? And she was like six hours ago. Yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> what's wrong with that? You break up at some what point. Mean, what's wrong with that? Look, for one, in the text, it says met a woman online and we agreed to meet immediately. <laughs> like if you have immediately in there, I feel like this is like a hookup. You know, it's something. So if you're I mean, if you're meeting immediately and she says, I just broke up. I mean, does that change for him? It did. He said first and only date. So I think that Why this was a deal date, man? You got to give her a chance. Why would you <laughs> do that? Why would you no. not give her a chance? Unless you were just trying to hook up with that person. I don't think that is right. Like, don't you want to give yourself time even going through that breakup? Look, six not months so or quickly. six hours. Does it? <laughs> is there really? Does, is it, does the time actually matter? I don't know. Maybe sometimes people heal faster. There's also... <laughs> That's real fast. <laughs> okay. Well, there's also, I mean, look, when you're on the downside of a relationship and, you know, it could be like you, you almost, it's almost like when you break up, say three months ago, but you're still in the relationship and you're kind of winding down until oh. it's finally done. I mean, you, they could have been over each other for months and she's finally like, yes, I just broke up. I'm going out <laughs> on a date. I'm free. Well, tell us, would that be a deal breaker for you? And how would you react if you were on a first date with someone and they were like, yep, just broke up with my ex today. I'll be like, 
I don't want any part of that. That sounds like drama. Also, I feel like if someone just broke up with their ex that day, they're not ready for a relationship. So if you're looking for a relationship, that is just not the vibe. Well, it depends. I mean, if it's been a long time coming, maybe like for three months, they've been slowly on that decline. Oh my gosh. Then they break I, up and she's just over it. Why not start new? I understand that situation, but the same day, absolutely not. That's It's giving desperation, honestly. So then how long do you need to wait to go out when you break up? What is the minimum time? Maybe a week or something. Oh, I'd be like a few months. <laughs> I think it'd be an interesting date. Like I would be up for that. Well, you'd be the booty call, McCabe. <laughs> <laughs> I would be so intrigued by it. I'd be like, so what happened? Like, this did this happen hours ago? You really lowered like, your standards. Like, I'd be like, did this just happen in the parking lot? Like, <laughs> is he here right God. now? Where is your ex? Let's point him out. Where is he? <laughs> what would you do in that situation? I think that would be a deal breaker for me. It's just not enough of like a buffer period. Like, you got to think about like why your relationship ended, what you're looking for in your next partner. Are you ready to move on? Like, I think that you need more than like a few hours. I think she is ready to move on if she's already there on a date. I mean, just because the, she broke up that day, maybe she just moves on really fast. Hey, Cabe, come on. You know, I, I could understand that, but I think like if it was, maybe if it was a week-long relationship, yeah. If it was like a two-year relationship, no. I just don't get it. If two people liked each other on the app, why does it matter if it's six weeks or six hours to meet up? Is that about how long your relationships last, McCabe? <laughs> uh, give or take, somewhere in between there. <laughs> It's McCabe and Jenny. We're the all-new Afternoon Mix. Hi, who's this? Hey, it's Matt. Hey, Matt. Are you familiar with Trends in 10? Uh, I've heard it a couple of times. Okay, we're going to give you a trending topic, ask you to name 10 things in 10 seconds within that topic. And when you do so today, you are getting our 7th Annual West Loop Spirits, Cocktails, and Wine Festival tickets. Awesome. Can't wait. Matt, do you do a lot of cooking? Uh, a little bit here and there. Okay, well, Haley Bieber, a.k.a. Justin Bieber's wife, is expanding on her YouTube interview series called Who's in My Bathroom? with a spinoff cooking show and the six-episode first season of What's in My Kitchen. It will feature her sharing recipes from her favorite dishes, including an at-home version of her smoothie, chicken wings, and pizza toast. So, Matt, I want to know if you can name 10 things you could cook in 10 seconds. Yeah, I think I can do that. We'll give you a countdown in three, three two, two, one, go! go. All right, fried chicken, waffles, eggs, potatoes, au gratin, ribs, um, burgers, pasta. Um. Time! Oh, you got to seven, Matt. You had a solid tempo going there in the beginning. But you know what? Speaking of delicious food, you are still getting a pair of our Be Our Guest Culver's gift certificates. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Enjoy. Yeah, it does sound good right now. Now, because you are becoming a chef on Sunday, you're going to be hosting a brunch. Is the Bieber, the Haley Bieber show something you would watch? No. <laughs> Because I don't think that they're actually cooks. I think it's just a celebrity using a moment to make some money. Well, well I'm looking at it and like, I, I, however you cook the food is fine. But is it kind of cheating if you're using an air fryer? In there. Um, I feel like, I mean, all you do, because she's doing chicken wings. Oh, that's how she makes her chicken wings with an air fryer? It has it on an air fryer on the video on here. So, Listen, I mean, you, you of all people, as long as it comes out I right. know, I'm saying, <laughs> look, it sounds delicious, but I mean, I could sit here and be like, yeah, I'm a chef, come on over, and all I do is throw some wings <laughs> in an air fryer and then it's take like them husband. out. He's like, I made dinner for you. Air fryer chicken nuggets, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but the best for you, <laughs> honey. Know. Hard day at work, I got you covered. <laughs> yeah, that can't count. <laughs> 
All right. Thank you for joining us for the Afternoon Mix podcast. And feel free to give us a five-star rating. <laughs> Come on, McCabe. You can't tell them five stars, but we would love that. And while you're at it, we would appreciate a review and maybe even a like and a follow. Yeah, you can follow us on socials at 1019 Mix Chicago. We've also got our personal ones. That's right. You can give me a follow at McCabe on air. I'm at Jenny V on air. And also get the free Mix app. It's super easy. It's in the Apple App Store or Google Play. Yeah, until then, if you like what you heard today, we are always live 2 to 7 in the afternoon on weekdays on 101.9 The Mix. Wait, we're on at 2?